the following contest is a first round match in the Kings of Consoles tournament to determine the greatest game in the history of the Nintendo Entertainment System. Two games enter, only one can advance. Introducing first, the 72nd Seed, a 1987 run-and-gun arcade port from SNK, Ikari Warriors. And its opponent, the 57th Seed, a 1987 racing game from Square, Rad Racer. Your ringside judges are Ricky Giraldo and Pat Dooley. There's nothing left to say but... Round one, fight! Welcome to episode 18 of Kings of Consoles. This is the podcast where we try to find the best game for each home video game console by means of massive tournaments. Uh, we are 18 games into our first round here. Well, we're 36 games. 18 matchups into our first round here in the Nintendo tournament. Uh, and today we're going to take a look at number 57, Rad Racer, and number 72, Ikari Warriors. Uh, I'm Pat Dooley. And I'm Ricky Giraldo. So last week, we saw Micro Machines drive past the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, who were still <laughs> busy trying to defuse bombs underwater uh, to advance. Uh, we've got another racing game uh, this time, and uh, instead of ninjas, we have warriors this time. Uh, it's going to be kind of, I think, an interesting conversation here, because I feel like we may have had different experiences on one of these games, and probably a very similar one on the other. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what we do every week, uh, like I mentioned, uh, these uh, these are seeded, you know, 1 to 100, based on IGN's list of the top 100 games for the NES. Uh, they also made similar lists for other consoles, which we will get to in subsequent tournaments, uh, but we're going through the NES list currently. Uh, we have, after this one, we will be halfway through the first round, uh, and we will also know, I believe that'll give us 46 of the 64 games uh, that we'll see in the second round. So we start with the underdog, which in this case is the number 72 seat Ikari Warriors, which is a 1987 port of a vertically scrolling run-and-gun shoot-em-up arcade game, uh, both developed by SNK. Uh, SNK, we mentioned in a previous episode, is probably better known for their fighting games. Uh, the player characters in Ikari Warriors are Colonel Ralph and Second Lieutenant Clark, uh, who then would later make appearances as playable characters in the Metal Slug franchise, which is one of SNK's uh, fighting franchises. They're in 6 and 7, uh, as well Metal as several games in the King of Fighters series. Yeah. So Metal, Metal Slug is their uh, their answer to Contra. Oh, okay. Yeah. The King of Fighters series is their fighting game. So. Got you. Yep. Um, so are, there, are they the only playable characters in 6 and 7? Uh, or is it uh, is there like a roster? I, I admittedly am, am ignorant. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I think they're just like char- like cameo characters. I think they're just like hidden characters you can pick. Got you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, the uh, I had to look this up because uh, my Duolingo Japanese hasn't got me that far yet. But uh, Ikari uh, translates to anger or fury. Uh, I guess depending on context. Um, so they are anger warriors or fury warriors. 
Um, also, uh, Ralph and Clark are in the background of the King of Fighters stadium stage in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. So this is kind of, you know, fighting game royalty here, uh, running and gunning. Yeah, it's really cool. The characters are great in King of Fighters, so it's kind of cool seeing where they're from. I had no idea yeah. played it, so. Yeah, they've been around for 33 years. Yeah. Been around longer than you have. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but not me, because I'm old. Um, my mom always taught me not to say anything or if you can't say anything nice don't say anything at all so I am going to say something nice before I say the other things I liked the music in this one um, I thought it had pretty catchy background music um, yeah I like it uh, I feel like they were trying to look like Rambo but uh-huh. <laughs> It really, yeah, it was a lot. It was very Rambo-y. It reminded me a, a little bit of a game we played several weeks ago, Jackal. Um, yeah. But I also thought that Jackal was a much better game than this. I did not have fun with this. No. It was, it was too hard. It was too repetitive it was pretty boring it like the fun gets it gets broken up a little bit it's a little enjoyable when you can drive the tanks but not by much Um, yeah so i agree i put it's super hard because even you get hurt by the smoke of uh mm mm-hmm I don't have a bomb, yeah. like an explosion. You get hit by the smoke. It's like, come on. <laughs> Very cheap. Yeah. But uh, I was telling Pat before we started this, and I did not use it because I did had no idea, but there is a cheat code for this game. Had we but known. Have we knew. So the cheat code's A-B-B-A, and as soon as you put that in, as soon as you die... You wake up. <laughs> you just keep playing. And you keep game playing. <laughs> after game over, after game over. Um, so that probably would have helped our reviews. To it probably would have. <laughs> but also, you know, I don't feel like I should have to cheat to enjoy a game. Yeah. Um, but that's that's just me. Um, but I do oh, wonder. In, in that discussion, hold on, before we yeah. move on, because now you're bringing a valid point. All of us have played Grand Theft Autos, and mm-hmm. all of us have used cheat codes. Oh, of course. If you didn't use those cheat codes, I'm thinking now, would I, would I have been able to beat the games back then? Probably not, to be honest with you. That's fair. Um, that's really fair. I think so I, I don't may know. have beaten Vice City without a cheat code, but I think that's the only one. I don't think I beat Vice... I think I used a... But, but the thing with those, like those games, are still fun without true. the cheat code. That is very true. It does make it easier to beat. Like same with Contra. Like the Konami code is a lifesaver in Contra. But Contra is fun whether or not you have the thirty lives. This would only be fun, at least in my opinion, if you didn't die, die when you died. That um, I guess that's where the problem is. And yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's not, it's so cheap, so cheap. Mm-hmm. 
I, I truly think that to be able to beat this game, you have to play two players. Yes. And that's another thing that I wondered about is, would I have enjoyed myself more if there were two of us? I truly believe that this game was designed for two players and they're like, "Uh, you can't do this without one. (laughs) It's it's hard. It's too hard. It's one of those Contra level games, but it's not. It's not as fun as Contra. It's not as fun. Right. No. Was this your, uh, well, we, sort of touched on it. This was your first experience with this, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. I knew of its existence. I remember seeing the box art, um, at like rental stores. Uh, but I also remember looking at it and saying, that kind of looks boring. Like turns out it was right. <laughs> uh, so this is apparently the 1987 episode of the show because its opponent, uh, rad racer also came out in 1987 uh, it was released in Japan as Highway Star. I don't know if it's named after the song, uh, the one that plays over the... Was it Rock Band 2 that it plays over the opening credits? Or like on the back of a truck? And I don't know. It's probably a different Highway Star. Um, but it is a 1987 racing game from Square, who of course would later become you know much more popular for their role-playing games. Become um, Square Enix now, as we yes, know it. Yes, that's right. Uh, players, there was apparently a 3D mode where if you were wearing 3D glasses and pressed the select button, there was a 3D mode. I didn't try that. I don't have 3D glasses. I wonder if modern 3D glasses would work or if it had to be the, like the old school, you know, red and blue lens. Yeah. 3D glasses. Um, you could also use the infamous power glove (laughs) to control your vehicle. That's how I played it. No, I did not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maxim Magazine, the world-famous authority on video games, called it the number four 8-bit game of all time behind Contra. Okay, I'll buy that. Contra's a great game. The original Skate or Die, which didn't make IGN's top 100 list. And RBI Baseball, which is a game I love, and a game that I think should be on the IGN list. It's a really fun baseball game, especially for the era. Um, it was just super fun to play as actual Major League players. But it's not the third best game in the 8-bit era. No. And Rad Racer is not the number four <laughs> best game <laughs> of the era. Uh, it was one of three games, including Super Mario Brothers and Tetris, that were featured at the 1990 Nintendo World Championship uh, with a special racing level uh, as one of the rounds of competition. And it appears in a scene in the classic movie, The Wizard. Yeah. Uh, which I believe is, he's playing it in the arcade in Veg- in Reno. It's been a yeah. while since I've seen The Wizard, but I believe right. that's where it makes its appearance. Um, <laughs> but I, I freaking love The Wizard. I know objectively it is not a good movie, but also it's a great movie. It's, it's like good. the Fred Savage was awesome in it. <laughs> Fred Savage is great. Uh, uh, Jenny Lewis is great. Um, you know, Bo Bridges, Christian Slater. Slater, that's right. <laughs> yeah, he plays the older brother. Um, but yeah. Super fun movie. I 
to this day cannot say the word California without thinking, if not saying out loud, California. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Rad Racer, uh, you know, great, you know, bona fides here, you know, Nintendo World Championships, The Wizard, top four game of all time, according to Maxim. That's a stretch. That's a huge stretch because I was very, very bored by this game. Uh, and I think we're probably going to differ on that. It, This is one of those games where, and I feel like I've mentioned this on previous episodes, where if we were playing these games for 20 minutes instead of 60, I probably would have had a wildly different experience. But this was one yeah. of those where every time I got a game over, I was checking my watch to see how much longer I had because... After the first 15, 20 minutes, you're like, okay, I got it. I'm driving. <laughs> I'm driving a lot. You're driving and dodging. I'm driving just driving. Dodging. I'm either driving a sports car or I'm driving like an F1 car. The one, yeah. And uh, that's about it for an hour. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, things yeah. I would say. So, yes, I do agree. It was very repetitive. And all they really do is just switch the background. Yes. Though, I will say that the, the game looks pretty. I thought for the time it is, I thought those cities looked pretty cool, especially the nighttime ones. I guess it was Vegas. Yes. Yeah. Graphically, it's really interesting. Yeah, it is definitely the best looking racing game that we've played so far. I mean, we've only played Micro Machines. Micro but... Machines. And then we played a, a car game for next week, too. Yes. Um, so, like, that... Of those three games, this is the best looking, for sure. Yeah. Um, and maybe I, it's... I, I think it's one of the best looking games we've played so far. I don't know. It would be, yeah. Um, <laughs> in terms of realism, I mean, as real as you can get on an 8-bit system. Because, like, yeah. I like the, like, the cartoony graphics of, like, Mega Man and Rescue Rangers. But in terms of, like, looking like the real thing yeah yeah this probably is the best looking game yeah, we've this, played this game definitely felt like the Cran Trismo, the forza of the nes and i'm glad you brought that up because i think that might also be part of my problem with it yeah is i like my car games arcadey <clears throat> i like you know right. mario kart or like diddy kong racing for n64 was a great game or I don't know if it was a great game, but I really liked it. Um, oh yeah, did it like, a, like Grand Theft Auto, like where you know driving is part of it, but it's not the whole thing. Um, but like Forza and Gran Turismo, like the hardcore car sims, Simul yeah, simulate. I, just, I just never got into, and I kind of feel like this was like like the proto Forza, like hundred percent, like yep. and you know and, and it. It is uh, so much of this show comes down to personal taste, and I, you know, I can a hundred percent acknowledge that this game just wasn't for me. It's not a knock on the game itself. I just, I tend to just not enjoy these games as I do uh, as much as I do other driving games. Now, do I like it better than driving the tanks in Akari Warriors? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> to uh, you know, to bring it back to the topic of conversation, but. You know, I had more fun, you know, riding the skateboard in Adventure Island uh, than I did driving the cars here. Um, you know, I had more yeah. fun with the, like, 
jetpack suit in whichever Mega Man that was. Mega Man 6, maybe? Yeah, the uh, 6. Yeah. Than, uh, than I did driving the car here. But, again. And, and that's the thing. You're not really driving the car. You're really just pushing accelerate and going side to side. That's really yeah. what you're doing, kind of. That's true. It's, <laughs> yeah. There's not so, a ton of strategy to it. I mean, right, is, you I, know, don't run into things. This game uh, was pretty easy. I thought. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I will say I totally before we get into because we'll get into you know how far we made it on each. Um, I did get twenty game overs during the what? hour of gameplay, so I suspect you probably made it farther than I did <laughs> um, because I died a lot. Um, this was also the first game we've played where my thumb hurt after playing it. Yeah, there's um, a lot of dodging. There's a, a lot, lot of yeah, just like, and maybe it's I. It came to my attention late in the NES life that I held the controller weird. Um, when you... It's hard to envision because I don't have a controller in front of me, but, you know, the boxy NES controller, right. how the, the A and the B buttons were, like, indented. Yes. And so how... When you would hit those buttons, did you hit them with the tip of your thumb or the flat part of your thumb? Uh, hold on, let me try. Let me hold it right now. And right, see. it's hard to think about like when you're not actually holding it. But I, part of the I reason my thumb hurt is because I found out later that I was doing it weird. I'm holding it by the the flat part. Mm-hmm. And then when you're hitting A and B, what part of your thumb is hitting the A and the B button? The middle. <laughs> like the like the like where your thumb print is, right? Right. So for me. I don't know why I did it like this, but that's just how I like learned to do it and then just never got out of the habit. I would hit it from the inside of the knuckle. What? So like, you know, where the, like the thumbprint, like where the bottom of your thumbprint, where like the inside, like if you bend your thumb, the part that disappears, yeah. that's what I hit the buttons with. And I don't know why I did that, but that's just how I learned to play. And I just never was able to break that habit. And so by the end of this game, like pressing down on the A button to accelerate for an hour, like my thumb hurt. <laughs> but that's also, you know, bad ergonomics on my part for holding the controller <laughs> like a weirdo. Dude, I'm trying to figure out how you're holding this control and it's really throwing me off. I'm like, ow. I, I guess I'll take a picture yes. <laughs> and put it yeah. on, on Twitter when this episode <laughs> drops. Um, but yeah, I just... I held it weird, I guess. Well, yeah, man, that would it was make... more like I was like squeezing it rather than pressing it. Okay. I don't know. That makes more sense. Yeah. I don't know. I'm weird. On so <laughs> many levels, not just the way I hold NES controllers. Uh, so yeah, so let's get into our, our high scores, uh, coming into this through 17 episodes. Uh, I have made it farther or scored higher on 15 of the games we've played. Uh, Ricky has done so on 13, uh, and we have tied six times. A lot of time. Uh, on Ikari Warriors, I made it, my, my time ran out the, for the third time in basically the same spot. I had died there twice before. Uh, after, I don't know if this is the end of the first level, because there's not really levels, at least as far as I could tell. But I got through this big gate that was, like, rigged with landmines. 
uh, and I didn't make it much further than that. That was like the last landmark I made it through. Wow. I I think I made it to the same part because I said I only made it to the first level, which I thought was the first level, and it, it was that mine part. Yeah, and then, like, the gate opened, and then there was just more game on the other side. Yes, yeah. yeah. So it was, like, almost a boss battle, but not really. And then, like, if you got too close to the gate, you would blow up because there were landmines, yeah. so you had to shoot the mines to open the gate. I went, yep. Yep, okay. So <laughs> there's draw number seven. Uh, so I will maintain my lead for at least another week. Uh, but I think you kicked my butt at Rad Racer. Oh, you ready for this one, man? Go for it. I beat the game. <laughs> wow. I beat it. Wow. <laughs> yep. Okay, so it took us 18 weeks before somebody finally beat a game. You know what? I'm going to give you credit for two wins for that. Nice. Because I feel like... It was great. I did. I almost didn't make it, too. I beat it, like, um, like, 57 minutes, maybe? Oh, gosh. Yeah, it was so close to that hour. I was like, oh, God. So, how many courses are there? I want to say there's like 10. There wasn't that much. Okay. There was... I... A... Yeah, where did you go? Sorry, go ahead. You No, I, I interrupted you. Because they, they kind of repeat. Yeah? Yeah, there's... They just look alike. Like, there's like a snow one, and oh, they just... Hmm. I don't know. Just kind of like reskinned versions of earlier levels? Yeah, it felt like. It felt like yeah. they just in the levels. So, I didn't know it was going to beat it. It just ended. <laughs> I didn't know. Um, I never made it past the second race. Really? So, yeah. So you beat me bad that time. Um, so because I'm giving you credit for two on that one, we have now pulled into a tie. 15 wins wow. each plus the seven draws. That was clutch. <laughs> and I had to write down that you beat Rad Racer, and that's why I gave you two points. Because later I'm going to be like, why is there an even number of points when we play two games every week? <laughs> um, because that's just how my brain works. Uh, yeah, so very impressive. An actual yeah, beat game. I'm looking at the games coming up. It's like I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna do that on any of these games before in the first round. I feel like there's some short. I feel like Batman is short. I remember beating that back in the day, but in less than an hour. I mean, I don't know. You're right, <laughs> but yeah, that's what. Now things are. I feel like I I may have beaten thing. Metal Storm once. Yeah. Here's the know. thing: like sometimes I feel like games are easier now. Mm-hmm. Like some of the games are harder, but they're harder because of they're cheap and they want to take your coin. Right. So I think that's the only thing that some games stop us from beating it. Yeah. But this game, like I said, this game I thought was pretty easy. I don't know. And yeah. I like, and also I didn't know I was gonna beat the game. <laughs> right. It just ended. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> so one game that I'm fairly certain neither of us is gonna beat, even though we will get two hours with it because it got a first round buy. The number eight game, uh, Dragon Warrior, is awaiting the winner of this. No way we're going to beat that. <laughs> we're not beating that in two hours. Um, Ikari Warriors got 83% of the online vote when we put it out to uh, our, our fans on Twitter and Facebook. Um, I'm pretty sure you're going for Rad Racer. Definitely. Right in that assumption. Yeah. 
So it's on me to break the tie, but I'm going with you. I'm going with Rad Racer. Um, I don't feel super strongly about it, about either of these games. Right. But I guess if I have to play one of them for another hour, I would rather do Rad Racer. So it's not a ringing endorsement. It's very similar to... Um, guardian legend or little samson right you know, like that. it's like it's like me a couple episodes ago where i'm like ah this game is trash but yeah i'll vote for it <laughs> yeah yeah and dragon um, warrior will probably destroy this game so I we'll imagine see. it will i have not played the original <laughs> dragon warrior in a very long time damn i don't think to be honest i haven't played any of the dragon warriors or dragon quest oh really yeah, so this is going to be interesting. I think I've I always a, wanted to, but I, yeah, I think I played a couple of the NES ones, but I don't think I've played anything since. I've and, played so the guy who made the Dragon Warrior series. I've played his. He made a series called Blue Dragon. Mm-hmm. I definitely played that. Okay, but uh, so another cool thing before we uh, drop the episode that I didn't mention: Rad Racer. So SquareSoft, Square Enix, they're the ones that made this game, and they use. Uh, so a little cool trivia. They use the graphics of Rad Racer as kind of like a test, and then they moved it for summons on Final Fantasy three. So a lot of the graphics of the summons of Final Fantasy three is because of, because of Rad Racer. It's based on the, the sort of semi three D effects yes. that they had come up with. Yeah, the the effects of the cities and all that. So like. You summon Odin, or I think you fight Odin, too, in Final Fantasy III. And he has, like, this big, like, intro, and they were able to make that happen because of this game. That's awesome. Yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Um, So, yeah, so Rad Racer does advance, um, which does make it our 18th victor in the first round. And for those of you that have been paying attention, you know that that means we are now halfway through the first round of this tournament. Uh, we have 36 first-round uh, matchups. We will have 32 in the second round, and then 16, 8, 4, 2, and 1, because uh, that's how tournaments work. Um, so I figured I would pull up some real quick numbers uh, on the show. Um, we've pointed out before, but uh, this is a very streaky tournament so far. Uh, the first eight games were all what bracket people call chalk, the higher seed one, the first eight episodes. Followed immediately by seven straight upsets, and now we've had three straight chalk wins. So, very streaky through 18 weeks. Um, So, that's, what, 11 out of 18? I don't want to do the math, but, you know, it's a good probably 60% of the games the favorite has won. Uh, Of the 36 games we've played so far, uh, we have played more games published by Nintendo, obviously, Uh, than any other publisher with six. Uh, But in saying that, Nintendo also has the most losses, which is four. Uh, Only two of their games have advanced out of the first round, uh, and that is Kung Fu and Star Tropics uh, are the only two to have moved on. Uh, Right behind them, with five each, are Capcom and Konami. Capcom is either undefeated or 4 and 1 depending on which way you want to look at it. Because the only Capcom game that lost in this tournament so far was Mega Man 5. 
the game it lost to was, I'm sorry, Mega Man 6, uh, which lost to Chippendale's Rescue Rangers, which was developed by Capcom. Capcom. So <laughs> in that episode, Capcom's only loss comes to Capcom. Uh, that's the only time in the tournament so far where both games came from the same company, uh, and it is Capcom's only loss is to itself. So Capcom uh, is kind of the reigning leaders uh, at the halfway point here, but also part of that is because of Mega Man May, where we played a lot of Mega Man games, and Mega Man games are great, uh, so that kind of stacked the deck a little bit. I think we're going to see a lot of... Uh, there's a lot more Konami coming. Um, yeah. There is... We're going to see more... some from Tecmo. Um, we got a couple of their games, some more from Nintendo. Uh, so we're yeah, going to... You know, that these numbers may be very different by the time we get to the end of the first round. Yeah, the big ones are coming soon, and Nintendo and Konami have pretty big ones coming. Yes. So. Yeah, well, especially when we get into the second round, okay. then you've got your Super Mario Brothers and your Zeldas. and Yeah, and Konami has your Castlevanias and... Mm-hmm. And your or, uh, Contra. Yeah. And, yeah. Ooh, buddy. Good stuff coming. Guys, that second round is going to be killer. Uh, and it's also, we... great, it's also great to see Capcom up there because Capcom, for me, is one of my favorite video game publishers. So it's good that even yeah. in the beginning of all this, they're still top. Yeah. Well, <laughs> even, like, there's a lot. Like, I forget frequently that Capcom is responsible for Resident Evil. Yeah. Like, that's, you know, that's one of my favorite, at least the recent games are, uh, that's one of my favorite franchises. And you don't think, because you think, when you think Capcom, you think of Mega Man. You think, you know, cute platforming. You don't think of, you know, gritty zombie violence. But they're really good at gritty zombie violence. Really good. I mean, look at their game. You have Resident Evil. You have Dead Rising, which is the zombie. Uh Devil May Cry, you got yeah. Anamusha, I mean, there's so, Dino Crisis, you got. <laughs> yeah, Capcom knows what they're doing. And in fighting games, for they're kings, oh, yeah. you got Street Fighter, Dark Suckers. Marvel versus Marvel vs. series, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah. Kings. And Street kings. Fighter versus X-Men and all that kind of stuff. Like they, yeah. they just made really, really, really good games. So it'll be interesting to see if that record holds up as we go on. Um, but uh, before we start doing the plugs, do you have any other anything else you want to share before we uh, let the folks go back to their gaming? Uh, no, man. I think uh, I think this games uh, this week was a little they were a little different. <laughs> uh, I love the the Kari Warrior characters, but yeah, but not their game. game. <laughs> not, not their game. I like them in other games, not yeah. their. <laughs> Well, hopefully when we get farther down the road, we can get into some Metal Slug or some King of Fighters. Oh, yeah. Fatal Fury, please. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, so you can follow along with the brackets. Uh, We do have our our entire tournament bracket posted at challenge, C-H-A-L-L-O-N-G-E dot com slash kings of consoles. Uh, We do update that every week with the previous week's winners. So now that this episode is out, you can see that Micro Machines uh, has advanced past Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles last week. Uh, And when next week's drops, you will see that Rad Racer uh, made it past Ikari Warriors. Uh, You can also contribute to the show financially uh, via Ko... uh, I guess it's called... It's pronounced coffee, but it's spelled Ko-Fi. K-O-F-I dot com slash kings of consoles. 
Uh, it's not like a Patreon thing where you subscribe and pay a certain amount every month. It's just a, hey, I've got five extra bucks here. Uh, obviously, no, yeah, give us, no obligation, but, you know. Get us some coffee, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't drink coffee, but, you know, I'll. I'll we we do know. now, Pat. We do I, now. I do, I do know. <laughs> I drink free coffee. We'll, we'll put it that way. Um, next week, uh, we will be taking a look. We have another car game, uh, the number 73 seed Spy Hunter. Uh, oh, the arcade classic for Midway, as it takes on a game that I think could be a dark horse uh, if it can manage to get past Spy Hunter, the number 56 seed Wizards and Warriors. Uh, you can uh, follow the show on social media. We are uh, facebook.com slash kings of consoles. We are at kings of consoles on Twitter and Instagram. I am at loopy date on Twitter, L O O P Y D A T E. And I'm at Ricky4518. So, yeah. So, we'll see you next week for Wizards and Warriors against Spy Hunter. And until then, play, play game. old games. <laughs> see you next time. Kings of Consoles is recorded in Nashville and Orlando and is produced and edited by me, Edwin. Thanks to Captive Portal for our theme song, intro for a non-existent video game, which can be found at freemusicarchive.org. And the music and sound effects from this week's games can be found by a quick Google search. The opinions expressed in this and every episode are our own, and we are in no way sponsored by or affiliated with Nintendo. We're just...